Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. The following programming has been made possible in part by the generous support of BITS, Blind Information Technology Specialists. In affiliated American Council of the Blind, BITS provides career development for computer professionals. For over 50 years, BITS has been on the forefront of industry, promoting and advocating on information access and technology that improves the quality of life for people who are blind and visually impaired. Learn more about BITS programs and how to become a member by visiting their website at www.bits-acb.org. Thank you for calling the ACB Radio and Information Line, brought to you by Xenomedia. 518-906-1820. That's 518-906-1820. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McKellen. There's a new pharmacy out there just for the blind and visually impaired. Accessible Pharmacy Services for the Blind is a home delivery pharmacy service. Here to talk about Accessible Pharmacy Services for the Blind is co-founder Dr. Alex Cohen and Chief Executive Officer Andy Burstein. Hi, everyone. Hey, Brian. Brian. Thanks so much for including us. Glad you both are here. Um, Dr. Cohen and Andy, tell us about yourselves. Why don't you take the lead, Alex, and I'll, I'll, I'll I'll fill in the holes. Okay. Well, yes. Uh, uh, I am Alex Cohen, uh, and um, I actually have a, uh, a doctorate, uh, a PhD in marketing. And so for several years uh, before going uh, into uh, academia to become a professor, I was in the uh, hospitality business um, running uh, various hotels uh, around the Philadelphia area. And I was uh, diagnosed with uh, retinitis pigmentosa in my very early uh, 20s and had been uh, losing my vision ever since that time. Um, and so uh, after uh, a certain point of deterioration, I decided to make a, a career change and went back to school to pursue my doctorate, where uh, I teach uh, courses in, in marketing and entrepreneurship. Um, and uh, the research I do, my scholarship is all about how to make a more inclusive marketplace, both online and offline, for the uh, the blind and, and low vision community. That marketing experience certainly got you into accessible pharmacy services and help you promote its various medicine. Correct. Oh, uh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, well, the principles of accessible pharmacy services were really. Uh, uh, started through my uh, dissertation research, where I um, did a lot of work uh, evaluating the accessibility of uh, the online retail environment. And um, uh, Andy and I had uh, worked together uh, on, on various uh, businesses and, and accessibility uh, projects. When I shared my research with him, uh, we really identified that there is a tremendous gap in the pharmacy market, whether that was for standalone pharmacies or pharmacies and and big box retailers or grocery chains, that the uh, websites for these pharmacies were hopelessly inaccessible. That created was um, the impetus to to do more research, to actually go out and do some 
field work and and go into different pharmacies and say, you know, what what type of accommodations do you have for for blind and low vision people or to call their customer service lines or um, uh, then going either even further and going out and asking uh you know, the population, uh, surveying and, and interviewing um, uh, people from the blind and low vision community say, hey, what has your experience uh, been? Um, and how can we, you know, how, how could a pharmacy make this better? And so it's from all of that research that the uh, initial uh, accessible design philosophy and, and platform were first developed. So this is a delivery pharmacy service that's just for the blind. Oh no, we 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 serve we serve the entire uh, community. Um, however, we have a specific specialization in working with the blind and low vision uh, community and and, and other uh, patients with, with with disabilities. Um, we welcome everyone, uh, unlike lots of other uh, businesses out there in terms of digital equity. And accessibility uh, accommodations. We are completely inclusive. And, and what we found, Brian, is that the the accessible nature of what we do, not just the philosophy, the technology, the packaging, the services that we offer, um, if it works for the blind and low vision community, it works. You know, you, you know the the universal design principles. It works for uh, senior populations and and people with other other types of disabilities. And um, we have really received uh, tremendous feedback from both our you know blind and low vision patients, but but uh, other patients as well. All right. So this pharmacy can be used by anybody, but everyone. What really makes accessible pharmacy services unique? in providing pharmacy services to the blind. Well, I think, uh, can, I, can I share something about that, Alex? Absolutely. Um, I, I think it's that we embrace the concept of personalized medication. Um, every single one of our patients is unique. They have their own unique challenges. They're, you know, uh, this is one of the things that we do when we, when we first meet a patient. We start to break down um, and get a, a good understanding about their challenges, how they're currently managing their medication, um, what the challenges are with their medication, who else lives in the home with them. Are they a caregiver for their children or for a spouse, a partner or a parent, or someone else taking care of them? Um, Are they comfortable with technology? Do they read Braille, for example? Um, And if so, like what's their proficiency level with Braille? Um, You know, what other, do they have mobility or dexterity issues? Uh, we find we have a lot of patients who are uh, who have dual sensory loss, and so by accident we're slowly easing into um, you know from the blind community to the deaf blind community to the deaf community. Um, one of the biggest categories of patients we have outside of the uh, patient group that is blind are our family members of, of blind individuals. So, for example, we're able to now label everyone in the home's medication with Braille in the event that the person's a Braille reader. That way, regardless of who opens up the medicine cabinet, they can identify what the medicine is behind the door. That's excellent. So the pharmacy educates not only the blind patients, but their families, their caregivers, and the doctors to implement the best medication plans and even diabetes plans. This is Mm -hmm. diabetes management. What might this plan typically look like, everyone? Well, as Andy had had, uh, just mentioned, each plan is unique and tailored to that individual patient. Now, what we understand is, yes, there may be a commonality 
uh, among uh, uh, blind and low vision challenges, but you're you're working with. Uh, I, I mean, that's really where the similarity stops. I mean, people have a, a variety of different age ranges, income, support systems, education, and of course. Um, uh, maladies for which they're taking prescriptions. Uh, some people, uh, would be, uh, quite, you know, I, I, not, not very complicated with, uh, just taking a, a cholesterol medication and a blood pressure pill and vitamin C is a lot easier than, than, uh, creating a, um, complete medication management, uh, profile and program for somebody who, who might have, uh, diabetes, uh, along with, uh, several other maladies and maybe taking several pills several times a day in, in, um, addition to trying to, uh, manage, manage their insulin. So we look at each patient as unique and, and, and spend as much time as it takes to, to help that individual understand their medication and help them develop uh, a plan of attack. And we don't do this in isolation. We uh, do this as, as uh, collaborators. So when somebody calls Accessible Pharmacy, we reach out to the uh, prescribing uh, providers, uh, whether that's you know, the primary care physician, somebody's oncologist, their endocrinologist, their cardiologist, you know, whomever. And so the right hand knows what the left hand is doing and everybody knows who's prescribing what. And we are part of that person's healthcare collaboration to uh, assist all of their healthcare team in providing uh, the best service uh, as it pertains to medication management. And, uh, you know, creating healthier outcomes, uh, ideally for that patient. Yeah. And quite often it's a, it's a collaborative effort with the patient as well, where it's a little bit of trial and error with different packaging and different labeling and different ways to support them until we identify, you know, the best way for them to manage their medication, manage their diabetes and live healthier lives and live more independently. And having all those three qualities is very important to a happy and healthy life. While we've been talking about plants here, Dr. Cohen, how are your pharmacy's professionals trained to understand the customers who are blind and visually impaired and their needs? Well, we're, we're continually learning. We're continually learning and we're continually uh, training and updating our, our, our systems and um, I, I guess the, the, the short answer to this, Brian, is the pursuit of accessibility and interactions uh, with, with patients with disabilities. You're never you're never done. You're never just, hey, we're we're perfect at this and we're going to stop or, you know, the technology that we use is is fine and we're just going to, you know, stay stay here. Um, we're, we're perpetually moving to make things more accessible and find better ways to, uh, you know, serve the clients and re remove challenges and remove barriers. Just a little while ago, um, Andy mentioned, um, you know, we, we really experienced quite an influx of, uh, patients with dual sensory loss. Well, uh, you know, we would never say that we know all there is to do, uh, about, you know, serving uh, this population and this patient base and what makes, um, you know, what alleviates all of their challenges. We learn with each patient that we speak to, with each patient who calls us, 
with every interaction, um, you know, new things and new ways. And as we continue to learn, we spread that out to uh, our greater community. Hey, we've uh, discovered that this particular, you know, thing works very well for other patients that we've had that have had uh, similar maladies. This is something that you would like to try. Um, so, so it's always, you know, it's, it's continually ongoing. Yeah. I mean, you know, Brian, we know it's been really exciting for us. We've uh, created a culture and an ecosystem within our company where we invite patients to give us feedback and suggestions. And uh, what's interesting is that, you know, most traditional retailers don't really do that other than maybe a casual suggestion box. Whereas for us, um, we find that by asking patients about other things that we could be doing to support them, um, it's actually created version 2.0 of our business. You know, whereas version 1.0 was a great deal of Alex's research and some of the initial uh, investigations that we did in our, our initial base of patients. But right now, like we're a growing dynamic company because of the collaborative efforts and the knowledge that we accumulate from and with our patients. And you must not only accumulate this knowledge from your patients, but you also must do a lot of research in the field and keep up with that. Absolutely. I said yeah. it, it, it never stops, but we all have, you know, um, uh, the, the, the different pharmacists, the uh, salespeople we have, the customer care representatives, um, anybody who has patient interactions, whenever they uh, find out about something uh, new or interesting that could be uh, of, of uh, you know, value and merit to the group, um, we really do have uh, an open policy like, hey, br- bring it, bring it to the table and let's, let's, let's see if this works. Let's see if this can help some people. Sure. And I can actually share two examples of that, that over the last two months in particular. One is uh, just this morning we had a conversation. We uh, were investing in a new printer for uh, large font labels. You know, we have a lot of patients that have low vision and would benefit from having larger fonts in all their packaging. So uh, we, we just spoke with the company today. We're going to be buying that machine. Um, secondly, we had a, a student intern over the summer who spent some time interviewing uh, a great deal of our patients. And he's, he's a great student. He, uh, we met him through Visions out of New York City. Um, one of his projects, as I mentioned, was interviewing patients um, and asking, like, what other things could we be doing? And one of the categories that kept emerging to the top was um, how can we help a, uh, a parent who may be blind? Um, to safely administer medication to their children. And so we we just came up with some packaging. Uh, we're coming out of the gate with some infant over-the-counter remedies that are single liquid doses that are pre-filled for an infant so that a blind parent can easily and safely administer those medications to their children. And based upon the feedback from it, uh, we're hoping to expand that into uh, multiple other medication categories as well. So how is each medication packaged and labeled at your pharmacy? Well, I mean, d- depending upon the, the type of uh, actual medication, we have uh, a lot of, uh, well, Brian, we have a lot of expensive equipment <laughs> that, can do, uh, that can sort, um, you know, hundreds of, of, of different pills at a time. And uh, one of the, uh, you know, we, we, we offer several different types of uh, packaging options from uh, daily pill packs. And uh, I mean, you know, I think we have maybe at this point almost uh, over over 20 different packaging options. But, you know, so we, we have patients who might just be taking medications in the evening 
or somebody who's taking, you know, AM, lunchtime, PM, and, and bedtime and needs, uh, you know, uh, everything uh, sorted and distributed. And we also, uh, it's not just for prescription medications, but we can also include any uh, vitamin supplements or over-the-counter medications that uh, a patient might be having in, uh, within any of those packaging. And so um, among those different packaging options, we find um, the uh, you know what what type of uh, labeling for that patient would work best for hit them. As Andy just mentioned, we have low vision, uh, you know, um, uh, large large print font. Uh, we we do have braille labels. We offer script talks, um, uh, talking labels, and we're always looking uh, at new technologies. We actually have a, a few more labeling options uh, coming up, don't we, Andy? Yeah, in, in the spring, we're going to be collaborating with uh, Way Around to be able to provide their weight tag labels on all of our packaging. Um, we've also had some initial conversations with OrCam to make sure that our packaging is compatible with the OrCam device. Um, all of our packaging and labeling is free. And what we encourage our patients to do is you know, try different combinations of packaging and labeling you know, until the individual can identify the best thing that works for them. When it comes to things like prescription refills, prescription reminders, error reduction, um, how does accessible pharmacy services help the blind and visually impaired with these important things? Well, it's interesting. We actually, once we engage with a patient and become their their pharmacy, um, we provide uh, active refill management. What I mean by that is, we deliver the next batch of medication before the current batch expires automatically. Then there's never any need to call up and schedule a refill. In addition, we interact with the physicians so that in the event that a prescription needs to be renewed, rather than you know uh, having a fire drill 24 hours before the last pill uh, is over, um, we, we we engage with that physician in advance so that in the event that uh, um, an appointment needs to be scheduled, it's done way in advance, and we can update the prescription before the next prescriptions are due. But everything is very consistent, Brian. So uh, when somebody uh, joins our community um, and we get all their their uh, medication management uh, regimen underway, um, they can expect to really receive their, their medication package uh, from us uh, really the same time each month. And there's a, a great deal of consistency. And we find that with our patients, their level of comfort with that and just knowing it's going to be there. It's not something that, you know, they need to be responsible for, or, oh my goodness, I, I forgot to do this. I'm not going to have my medication, you know, regardless of whether it's a major, major metropolitan market or, uh, you know, a patient that lives in a uh, rural area, uh, they can all expect to receive their medications at, at the same time each month. What is the service area for accessible pharmacy services? Good question. We, uh, we work with patients all throughout the country. We are licensed currently in 31 states to deliver prescription medications and controlled substances. Um, but you know, patients that are not in those states in particular, um, we're able to deliver vitamins and supplements and over-the-counter medication and small medical devices. Um, our hope is that by the end of 2022, 
we'll be able to provide all of our services throughout the entire country. That would be wonderful. Accessible pharmacy services offer any at-home COVID tests? As a matter of fact, we do. It was actually one of the first big initiatives that that we began doing. Um, We launched it in conjunction with uh, Be My Eyes. Um, They've been an invaluable uh, resource for us to help us communicate to uh, potential patients and existing patients. But when it came to COVID, um, we were able to uh, send a home COVID test to a patient and that patient could engage us through Be My Eyes. And we were able to you know, get a glimpse into that person's world and walk them through understanding the test, taking the tests, and ultimately understanding the results of the test. And it, it's dropping. I mean, for a while, it was a, we were doing it regularly. Um, I think we had one like two weeks ago. Uh, thankfully, uh, getting tested for COVID is a lot easier, more accessible, and more available in communities throughout the country. What are the costs of using your pharmacy services and how do our listeners use them? Oh, there's no charge for our services. Uh, we make our money by being reimbursed by insurance companies. Um, things that aren't covered by the insurance companies, such as a copay, which is actually dictated by an insurance company, um, or some over-the-counter remedies that aren't covered by insurance policies, um, we're able to take a credit card and our prices are very affordable. But we don't charge for um, our support any of our educational materials, the delivery to people's homes, any of our packaging, or any of our labeling. How do our listeners use any of your pharmacy services? Thank you. I think uh, people can check out our website. It's accessiblepharmacy.com. Uh, it's a screen reader friendly website. We're actually making some additional content upgrades uh, in the next week or two. So there'll be a much more robust website in the middle of December. Um, someone can contact us through Be My Eyes on the specialized help section. We, uh, our phone number is 215-799-9900. That's 215-799-9900. And by the way, most of our patient relationships start with a phone call to us and we initiate the communication to the insurance company, to someone's existing pharmacy, um, to transfer the records over and to all their healthcare providers. Uh, for anyone who has a, an iPhone, uh, all you have to do is say to Siri, Siri, call Accessible Pharmacy. And depending on the individual's settings, it'll either put the person right through to us, or it may say, do you mean Accessible Pharmacy in Fairless Hills, Pennsylvania? They can contact us through that. In addition, um, you know, as we work with uh, deafblind patients and deaf patients, um, we're very comfortable communicating through email, through text message, and through VRS. Everyone, is there anything else you'd like to add? Well, we'd like to encourage um, your uh, your listeners that we're we're here and we're open and we are here to serve this community. And we provided a welcoming space where accessibility is not an afterthought. Uh, the things that we do aren't just in case the uh, the blind person from the neighborhood wanders into the store. It's because that person exists. Accessibility um, and inclusion is our primary focus. It is not an afterthought with us. So, you know, we really encourage um, people from uh, from the blind and low vision community to to check us out, to give us a try, and and know that there is a better, more welcoming option for them out there. 
Sure. And I want to add something on top of that, Alex, which is, uh, so Brian, I also want to thank, you know, since I imagine there are a lot of people affiliated with the ACB listening to this program, we are very grateful um, to the ACB uh, between some national individuals and and, and subcommittees and groups. um, And at the state level, the ACB has been very generous with uh, its time with us, um, uh, giving us feedback, giving us insight, giving us a platform such as this, and it's some of your uh, state and national conferences to be able to share our message and, and learn from individuals through um, ongoing dialogue. And we're very grateful. Dr. Cohen and Andy, thanks so much for sharing information on accessible pharmacy services and the, on these specific adaptations needed for the blind and visually impaired. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Brian. It's our pleasure. Hey, thanks again, Brian. You guys are welcome. Before we go, listeners, I welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind or follow me on Twitter at Speak Out Blind or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website. That's speakingoutfortheblind.weekly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under the list of episodes and show news tab. My show archive is at speaking-out-for-blind.pinecast.co. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening. And remember, speak out. You are listening to ACB Media One, also known as Mainstream, the flagship of the ACB Media Network. The ACB Media Network is a service of the American Council of the Blind. Please visit us at acbradio.org.